On this episode, we'll talk about the stereotypes of motorcyclists. Where do you fall in? Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back road aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or it's a four-wheel ATV, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call, 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. One of the greatest times to ride in the Ozarks is springtime. The thing is, more folks are out riding and driving, and that means more opportunities for accidents. They may be taking pictures of the foliage with their phones or just texting and not watching out for you. Be sure to put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417-333-3333. Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. Of course, with me as always, Randy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. One of the things I wanted to talk about, actually, to be truthful about it, one of the things that you wanted to talk about, it, give credit where credit is due. I'll take it. I'll all right, take it, bro. is what stereotypes are there of motorcyclists and the motorcycle industry as a whole. What do you think about when you think about motorcycle riders or oh, motorcycles man. in general, depending on whether you're young, old, male, female, this is whatever. Gonna be, this is going to be a good one for me, but a bad one for everybody else because I am a narcissist, I guess, and I am a pessimist. Like now, I love, We're talking about motorcycles. I know. I love ripping everybody. I like to make fun like... I'll make fun of myself on a daily basis. Like, Listen, if you get somebody across the table from me and they say, oh, I don't like, even in my own private time, ripping <laughs> on somebody. Bullshit. I say you're a liar. <laughs> I know. It's the way of the world, you know. Nobody thinks positive Hopefully anymore. you've got the common decency, unlike us, to not say it in front of people. No. See, that's where, but, I, that's where I don't. That's what I said, in. unlike us. But everybody's got an opinion about other people and yeah. how they think about things. I don't give a crap who you are. There is a negative thought in your mind about another person on this planet at yeah. some point in time. Whether you want to admit it or not. You're walking down the aisle in Walmart. Yeah. You see that one guy. You know you think, He's oh, my God. <laughs> no, okay. So here, <laughs> to be on topic, because I could... I could go on. And we haven't even days. started the topic and we've already gotten <laughs> off topic. <laughs> it's a bad, bad day today. No, when I think about motorcycles, I think this is bad, people. This is real bad, okay? I think sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I think long hair. I think dirty jeans. I think you were born freedom. out of your time. Oh, my God. It, it's so bad. 
it is so bad. Thankfully, I met my wife and I'm happily married and I got my kids and everything. But oof, I'm I am way out of my element in today's day and age. I know you're kind of an enigma in my eyes because you are that guy that you're talking about right now. <laughs> but you're also a decent family man that you would be proud to have your children around. I'm like and how they I. jive. It's weird. Fluidity. It is. It's an enigma yeah. that is uh, bizarro. It's crazy. I'll, I'll coach soccer and I'll coach basketball and I'm like, hey, kiddos, yay, snacks for everyone. And then I put a dip in, take my freaking shirt off, put a black shirt on and go rip. And that's who I am. You know, like. You're like that, that usher at the church. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you, you, Smoking you, a cigarette in my downtime. Oh, yeah, time to go. Let's go collect money. But, you know, Monday through Friday, he's going to cut you. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, dude. I don't know what it is. And it's not like I. It's not like everybody in our community doesn't know me and doesn't know how I am. It's not that double standard like I'm trying to say. Oh, no, you're not two-faced. Everybody knows. It's just I am who I am. I'm a decent human being with respect for others, um, but I'm also a shitbag, dirty dude deep down inside, and I don't mind letting that hang out and showing it. But there's a difference between being like a low-life, cheat everybody, and being a kind of a dirty dude that likes to do reckless stuff and likes to be sketchy, but has a sense of morals and has a sense of community and values. But, you know, that's that kind of goes along with what I think about with motorcycling. You know, back, I think about the guys in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, their motorcycling community, you know, you. You know, it was about brotherhood. It was about having a good time. It was about being a little bit sketch. But at the same time, at the core of it, nobody was out to hurt anybody. You know, it was about getting away from people and enjoying life, being free and things like that. So, you know, you hear about clubbers and people now and motorcyclists there for a little while had a bad rap because they were out rape and pillage and kill and steal. You know, I don't think it was ever entirely about that. I really don't. No, it wasn't. Let me tell you something. I don't like the term and you hear people that are, and I'll just say, use the word ignorant. They'll say motorcycle gangs. Yeah. Well, they're not a gang. They're motorcycle clubs because they like the camaraderie of each other. They like the lifestyle of being a motorcyclist of this. Now we're talking specifically of one percenter, and I will just preface this. I have, I am not, and I never have been a one percenter. I have, on the other hand, had friends, good friends, that are one percenters mm-hmm. and still are, and they're quality people. Do some of them do things that are sketchy, questionable. Of course, any society you have, any group of people you have, you're going to have a percentage of people that live on the edge of that particular group. Right. But um, they mostly is about wanting to live their way of life without having interjection of other people. Right. Let's be honest, dude. And this podcast is not about one percenters. It's about the broad spectrum of different types of motorcycle stereotypes. Right. It just happens to be what we're talking about at the moment. But I have never in my whole life met more loyal people, more we've got your back yes. than one percenters. Yeah. Here is the thing that I love and hate about motorcycling and motorcycling community as a whole. Okay. I love the fact that it's close knit. I love the fact that you can have a one percenter next to that guy that I was just making fun of you know, and be perfectly fine in most other societies and most other clubs, unless you fall into a certain category, you can't be a part of that club. Motorcycling is a whole like, it's not like that. It's like with anything in life, show respect. 
Yeah, man. You respect a person for being who they are. Yes. But I can go to the gas station up here and these one percenters will come in that I know mm-hmm. and they'll come up to me like I'm literally their brother. Yeah. And give me a big hug and how you doing? And, you know, haven't seen you for a while. And how's your family? Right. And they're sincere about it. Yeah. Then I've met the guys that are the weekend warriors, the businessmen that uh, put on the leathers on Saturday and then the suits on Monday. And there's that's fine, too. Yeah. But they're the ones, in my experience personally, that are more inclined to... Give you the stink eye. Be an ass. Yeah. Just Right. You know. Granted, okay, if that's your itch that you've got to scratch, you know, if you're the type of guy that, you know, not sketchy, not anything, like you... You have to abide by so many different guidelines and rules and standards to the week. Then on the weekend, you want to let loose, and this is how you found how to do it. Man, that's freaking amazing. You bet. Good for you. That's your deal. That's badass. Don't be a douchebag while doing it. Right. Because of the majority of the people that live their life, like you live your weekends, are sick and tired of that shit. <laughs> right. And they see right through it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I could see right through it before you open your mouth. Yeah, most, most of the time, Which is, yeah. you know. We're not going to get off on this tangent, which is why I'm a, I'm a loner on this subject <laughs> because I can get off my bike and see several bikes in a parking lot at a gas station and guys hanging around. And I don't know why, but it's a sixth sense with me. I can sell right out of the gate. These are a bunch of asses. Yeah. Or these are decent people. You can tell. Well, and you, as motorcyclists or as people in general, you put out the persona that you want people to see. Okay. You portray a certain type of person that you want everyone else to see you as. So that's why you get those freaking debagged assholes out in the parking lot mm-hmm. over there. You can tell they're, they're making, making up a persona. Exactly. It's not who they are. Exactly. You know, and that's every culture. Let's be honest. That's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just motorcycling and stuff like it that. It is. And, and, and this uh, is a broad spectrum. It goes across the board for any kind of society, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the car culture, motorcyclist. Unicyclist. What it doesn't matter. Yeah, skateboarders. Yoga, yoga moms. Right. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so what are the, some of the other type of stereotype motorcycle? You know, we just hit that. From our idea, we've got those guys that are weekend warriors, the... The posers, if you will, which I've never used that term to somebody else, you know, ever as far as but it is, the way I feel. About I hate that term, else. but it is a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because I hate the term doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So you got the clubbers that are perceived to be outlaws and, you know, heathens and hooligans and horrible people that are, you know, like freaking pirates raping and pillaging everybody. You got the weekend warriors that put on their costume for the week. And their suit during the week. And some of those guys putting on the suit during the week are the the real outlaws. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, are the real ones that are raping and pillaging people, you know, and ripping off. (laughs) Right. So it doesn't matter. Then you got to break it down to metric riders and Harley riders. You know, oh, you ride a metric. You're not a real motorcyclist. It never ceases to amaze me that divide in riders amongst riders. Well, you ride a metric. I ride American bike, and anybody that rides knows the brand of bike I am riding, which is a victory. Polaris. Polaris is an American bike. In fact, not to trash, it is the Don't only, even say it. Don't it even is the say only it. bike that is made from bottom to top in America. You're right. But I am always asked, where, where is that bike made? Is that a Japanese? Oh, you ride a Japanese bike, and it's yeah. always by Harley riders. Yeah. That's not the way that it is, man. And most of the time I said, no, it's just an American bike and, and move on. Because the last thing, you want to stir up a dust ball, tell a <laughs> Harley rider he's not riding an American bike. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Dude, lose their He's riding an mind. American assembled bike and a great marketing. Well, we're starting to get off onto a tangent yeah, and yeah, I yeah, may yeah. edit this out. But so so there's there's some of your stereotypes. You got to break it down to Harley and metric riders. The only thing hated in the Harley community more than a metric rider is a metric sport bike rider. A metric sport bike rider. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, put that down in classification, you know, the crotch rockets, those things. Used to ride one. Because Buell, you know, Buell is a Harley company. Yes. They'll accept the Buells. They're sport bikes, in my opinion. They'll accept those, but they will not accept Yamaha, Kawasaki, Honda, Suzuki, crotch rockets, sport bikes. Now, a lot of times you'll see moms, older people. That'll pull their great kids or grandkids in close to them when they see a biker pull up. <laughs> kids come over here, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and they're which so is, afraid. Which uh, cracks that, me that, up. that kills me because most bikers that I know, well, in fact, I'll go to the extent of saying every biker that I know mm-hmm. would die to protect that child. Yep. Or, yeah, or yourself or you, mm-hmm. you know. Think about this. Let's throw this out there. How many car clubs do you have that are their sole priority? is to protect children and help children out. Frick, I don't know of a single one. How many other activist groups are there about protecting children and, you know, the rights of kids and the safety of kids and things like that? I'm sure there's some out there. Well, there are, but they don't come readily to mind. Right. But to bikers? Man, there's lots so many. Of them. You can go so on many. and on. Yeah, we're not going to plug any of them, but there's so many groups out there solely designed to help children protect children, give to children, give to the community. I mean, hell, there's, I'll I'll plug this one, Aiden's Ride. It's a national deal. And all it is is riding motorcycles to help that fund. Uh And I mean, like, that is a big percentage of all your poker runs and all your weekend rides and things like that through the summer is to raise money for. The motorcycle community is one of the largest charitable group of people that there is out there. I wholeheartedly believe that too. Like it's, it's not just some bullshit that I say because I have a handful of motorcycles and I like it, but like, I can't think of anyone else going out there and raising as much money as I can motorcycles, motorcycle groups rather, you know, like that's always what it's about. If there's a benefit that needs to be done, let's have a motorcycle ride. If there's something that needs raise money for in the community, and they'll come from far and away to, to, to help support that. Exactly. That comes back to the idea that, you know, in the motorcycle community, you can be whatever end of the spectrum you want to be, but because you're on two wheels, you're accepted. Right. Granted, you're going to get some shit from certain people, but as a whole, you're accepted. You know, there's an unspoken freaking hand wave when you go down and you meet somebody on the road. You know, there's the motorcyclist wave. There's that, you know, hey, two fingers down, what up, G? No matter what you're riding. I mean, just from that, from the mass populace of the people like it's a community that everybody is accepted just because you're on two wheels you, know, you can't say that about very many communities in america right now that's right you that can't. you're accepted just because so that i mean that is what's pretty rad about the motorcyclist community or the motorcycling as a whole is that you know you're on two wheels you're accepted now that goes against everything that we were just saying before about how you're an idiot yeah but you're opening up into a massive in general kind of idea <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everything's broke down in classifications in my mind. So, again, you got the clubbers, you got the weekend warriors, you got the nine to fivers, which I call nine to fivers. The guys that honestly ride their bike. The majority daily. of the bike riders out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, like if they go anywhere, they go on their motorcycle. And it, it first, I think it starts out as uh, uh, like a reckoning almost or like a earning your patches type of thing. Like, you know, when you're young, well, I've got to ride my bike when it's cold so I can call myself a real biker. And I got to ride my bike everywhere I go so that when I get older, I can say, yeah, I rode my motorcycle everywhere I went. You know, like for certain people, I think that is something that drives them to ride their motorcycle. Then after time, I think it just is like, I can't think of anything else other to do than to ride my motorcycle. It just becomes natural. Yeah. I will confess right here and now that I was that guy. Yeah, I bet. When I was young, I had raining, snowing, had to do it. I'll be able to tell the guys later that I rode in. I got to earn my bona fides, as they say. But <laughs> yeah. after a while, I mean, at my age, and if I have already earned that, it's like, yep. I don't Whatever. care. Whatever. Just move along. It's the rite of passage. You know, for, for men, it's the everybody's got to do man. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a rite of passage in everything that you possibly do, and you earn your stripes. And with right. motorcycles, it's no different. Now, society used to look at motorcycle riders over the years it has changed so drastically. Back in the 50s and the early 60s, you were an outlaw. You were a hell's angel. Or something of that effect. Uh-huh. And kids keep keep away from them. And then all of a sudden... You mean you, the nicest people on a Honda. Honda come out <laughs> with that slogan. And literally that one advertising marketing slogan changed everything. You meet the nicest people on a Honda. Right. And then started... Well... Everybody can ride a, a motorcycle. and Yep, it's totally gotten to be different. Now they're commuter items or they're, you know, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to classify. And over the last 20 years, would you say, 30 years, not 20 years, we'll just keep it in that time frame, it has become commonplace. So everybody either rides or knows somebody that does. Yep, exactly, exactly. For some people that irks the hell out of them or, you know, like, for the diehards, if you will, that bugs them because, you know, you're just a poser or you're just a weekend warrior or whatever. But I say the more the merrier. The thing that's so rad about it is, is if you can afford one, dude, you're in with the best community in the world. You know, if you can afford any type of motorcycle, you're down, you know, you're with a group of people that will, by most standards, help you out anytime you need it. You know, if you're straight on the side of the road, about anybody, whether they're in a car or on a bike, it's going to stop to see how you're doing what you need. You need some help. You know, if they're that motorcycle community. Right. I think there's an unwritten law, at least in my mind. uh, And I don't know anybody that would say any different is when I'm riding or even if I'm in a car and I see a motorcycle on the side of the road, that looks like it may be broken down and stressed. I stop. Right. If I see a car broken down the side of the road, Sucks to be Sucker. you. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Yeah. But yeah, because you ride motorcycles and you empathize with them, if you see one on the side of the road, whether you're on your bike Well, I don't personally empathize with them. I ride a victory and I never break down. Shit. Son. I had to throw that in, man. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I guess the cliches or what you think about when you hear about a motorcycle, you know, what do you guys think about as a listener? Like in your mind, what do you think about? When you think about motorcycles or what's riding mean to you, or what does motorcycles mean to you? What have they done for you? You know, I know a lot of dudes that were in bad ways for a long time and the motorcycle is what brought them out of it. Right. You know, have you ever stopped? Well, you probably haven't, but me getting to be my age and I have from time to time have thought about what will life be like when I can no longer ride? You know, you all, everybody always thinks, well, there's going to come that day where I'm going to ride 
you know, an old man's bike or yeah. I'm going to ride a trike, trike or something, you know, and, you know, and by the way, my attitude is better a trike than nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's going to be a badass trike. Right, yeah. So I can't imagine, I can't even bring myself to think about when that day comes and it will come for everyone when I cannot ride anymore. That's how much bikes and motorcycling gets into people's skin. Yeah, it's the very being of your existence for some people. Yeah, I mean, shit, I've based my entire life around motorcycles. Like, it is what I do. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, like, it's motorcycles. That's right. That is my business. That is my life. That is. There's nothing else to it. Yeah, I've done a lot of other things. I've worked so many jobs. Hell, I've supported myself since I was about 12 years old. Like, I have done everything else, and this is what it is for me, like, that's it. It's what supports my family. It's what supports me. It's what supports my needs, my ups, my downs, my everything is solely based around a motorcycle. I thought you were being supported by Carter's swimsuit modeling career. <laughs> Shit, son. <laughs> that kid's going to be too. Man, he's got his mommy's looks. That's for sure. Like he's, he's a good looking dude. So here's the deal. You can classify the motorcycle community as a whole, as independence, as genres, as age groups, as whatever you want to classify anything as. The whole part of it is you're a motorcyclist, okay? You get out there, you go ride, you keep it on two or three wheels or whatever it might be. You're going to run across that asshole. You're going to run across that guy you don't agree with. You're going to run across that guy that you just absolutely, you know, can't get away from because he makes riding so much better. But or you her. know what? You're going to run across that guy in the corporate office on Tuesday too. Yeah, exactly. So I guess what I'm trying to say is who gives up what everyone else thinks and what everyone else classifies you as or where you identify as. You know, that's a new term, by the way, what you identify as. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I know what you're talking about. Oh, me neither. I don't <laughs> understand it. You either are or you aren't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, so I think about, you know, what I got into motorcycles for is that freedom, that bad I think of as that dude that's just like, you know what, F you society, F you this, F you that. I'm going to do what I want when I want. For some people, it's not like that. It's not about that. You know, that's not what got them into motorcycling. They can't identify with that. They can't relate to that. You know, I think of a David Mann painting, you know, freaking out there by yourself ripping through a desert you know that's what i think about when i think about motorcycling that is the epitome of yeah. motorcycling yeah if i get lucky enough i'd like to die at an old 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 age seeing my kids have kids and you know i want to live a long ass life and when i die it'd be on a motorcycle and i get to skid that trick in sideways hopefully to heaven saying man Somebody badass. actually asked me recently, would it bother you to be riding and die on your motorcycle? The answer would be that, of course, I don't want to die. And they say, well, you want to die doing what you love. I'm so twisted is, well, I don't mind the dying part, but geez, I don't want to brain damage my bike. <laughs> if I can somehow just feel it coming on and get the bike pulled over. And die. And then get off hand. the bike and fall over and die. <laughs> Just so long as my bike isn't hurt or scratched, then I'm okay with that. It's That'd like be a, a good child. day. Yeah, it's like a kid to most people. But to run the to die on the bike and run it off the road and hurt the bike, yeah, I can't abide that. 
I don't give a shit. I'm such a savage with that mentality that it's like, yeah. I love whatever. my bike, unlike you. It's just a tool. See, here's the thing. I can't be in love with just one of them. I love them all. Fat girls, skinny girls. I mean, I mean, I mean, metric bikes, Harley bikes, even victories, British bikes. Even victories. Even victories. You heard it first here. But I mean, that's just it's so ingrained in, in me that, you know, that's just what it is. Oh, yeah. I, I would ride whatever was handed me. Oh, yeah. Even a Metropolitan. I've been on the, I have straddled many of Metropolitans. Okay. <laughs> Sound and like I I'm just bad mouth them. I've never been on one. I don't know. Uh, I think they're cool looking. They're freedom machines. They're not cool. They're freaking dorky as hell. I think they're and cool And that's what looking. I like about it. I think they're cool looking. I think it would be fun to take a Metropolitan and just, Bag it, stretch it, soup it, up. it up. I mean, Dude, I put a you, big motor in there, or just it's it, it's more in Japan and China that they're doing this. But there are people like Honda Ruckuses, the forty nine. Oh yeah, I know which ones you're talking yeah, about. They'll drag race the shit out of those. They'll beef them up, hop them up, make them run. X amount They've of actually power. got mini bike clubs that drag race. Oh yeah, the, the yeah, old uh, Paco kind of mini bikes with the lawnmower engines. Yeah, man, street racing. Yep. Shoot, uh, Daytona was just a week or so ago. And it was Cycle Source magazine, but they freaking put on mini bike races. I was like, watching on YouTube the back. other day. You know this? Uh, I don't know what the show is called on TV where they have uh, outlaws, the drag race street racers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they've got these on YouTube. These uh, groups that go around and do street racing mini bikes, <laughs> and some of these mini bikes, you know, the old taco mini bikes, yeah, with the Briggs and Stratton engines on them, or some of them are fierce. Yeah, they'll uh, get to a whopping 15 miles an with hour. With wheelie bars on them. And, and <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, that's just the way it is. That's hot rod nature by yeah. to a T. You oh, you've got that? Hold my I'm beer. A, I'll fix you one up. Better. Yeah. Look at this step-tuned header that I just put on, and I just machined this camshaft out, freaking grinder, you know? I got a $200 mini bike with a $500 exhaust. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's hot rodding, bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So I think that probably covers it for this episode, though we probably didn't do it justice. Maybe next yeah. time we'll come up with something decent to talk about. But I as my niece says, since she was a little girl, you get what you get and don't throw a fit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Be proud of what you got. And that's that. That's it. So until next time, keep it on two wheels.